Good morning and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. For over 60 years, East Central Illinois' daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join in on the phone, online, or via a text. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. And good Monday morning, everybody. Welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts here on Newstalk 1400 DWS as we start a, a brand new week here on this Monday, April the 9th. Glad you're with us wherever you might be listening today. And we're looking for your input today in these next couple of hours on a variety of topics. Uh, we have wrapped up Monday morning quarterbacks. So we will resume that in the fall. So now that we've kind of hit the end of the football and basketball season, still a lot of sports, of course, with baseball and the Masters. What a day that was yesterday at Augusta. If you're a big sports fan, we can certainly talk about any or all of that. You had uh, spring football yesterday wrap-up at the University of Illinois. Big weekend for baseball and softball at the U of I and for men's gymnastics. So there's uh, always a lot of sports to cover here, being in a college community, a sports community at the University of Illinois. So we'll talk about some of that. Uh, Big news for Brad Underwood's team with the uh, verbal commitment. Number one uh, junior college point guard in the country, Andres Feliz out of Northwest Florida State with some connections to Orlando Antigua, Illinois assistant. So that's uh, certainly good news there. Men's basketball banquet put on by Kiwanis every year. I think it's up to 96 now for the uh, Kiwanians to put the banquet on tonight. I'll be a part of that this evening over at the I Hotel. As far as uh, national news, Mark Zuckerberg to testify this week. We'll start off the show in a few minutes kind of talking about that. What's to be expected with Mark Zuckerberg as he... Uh, of course, the um, head of Facebook, and Facebook has been in the news repeatedly. have taken a hit on Wall Street over the last couple of weeks, and now he is set to, I guess, as you heard from CBS, meet with senators and uh, House of Representatives members in Washington, testify there tomorrow and on Wednesday. Also, a chemical attack in Syria, the United Nations Security Council to meet on that. President Trump and Vladimir Putin going back and forth verbally on that. Uh, Bill Cosby retrial to start in suburban Philadelphia. Those are certainly big national headlines. And here locally, if you saw the uh, front page of the News Gazette yesterday, the uh, charter school discussion, uh, there'll be one tonight at 530 at the Administrative Center for Unit 4 as the founders of the North Champaign Academy will make their case for a charter school to the Unit 4 school district. So that is uh, in the news today. And We can talk about any or all of that. If you have something else you want to bring up, maybe an issue that you're thinking about, you can certainly uh, give us your thoughts, penny for your thoughts, as we've done for many, many years on this show. A busy week this week on Wednesday. uh, It's part of National Library Week. We will broadcast live from our own Champaign Public Library. You may have heard the promos about that. We'll have some great guests there just up the road at the Champaign Public Library Uh, later this week. Uh, Sam Banks is going to join us, 50th anniversary of the uh, Don and Moy, uh, Don Moyer Boys and Girls Club. We've got some alums uh, coming in later in the week. And uh, later on in the month, a couple of big guests. Uh, Max Armstrong is going to come on with us uh, in person a little later on in the month. I know uh, farming uh, industry uh, very much. A lot of people know Max Armstrong, a uh, good friend of Dave Gentry, but he's going to be on with us a little later in the month. We've got Chaz Ebert as we get ready for Ebert Fest. 
So we just uh, keep on rolling along here on Penny for Your Thoughts in Champaign-Urbana. We'll come back. We'll take our opening break. We'll get it started with our topics of the day, whatever else is on your mind as we go all the way up until 11 o'clock today here on Penny for Your Thoughts. Back on Penny for Your Thoughts, News Talk 1400 DWS on this Monday morning. How are you doing? Had a busy weekend this last weekend, among other things. I was uh, very honored and have been for several years part of the uh, high School Illinois Football Coaches Association Hall of Fame induction of, uh, I think, 16 coaches went into the Coaches Hall of Fame here in the state of Illinois, among them uh, Coley Welter over at Monticello, of course, played at Muhammad for uh, Frank Dutton and uh, Tom Schallenberger over there and went on to what run track, I guess, competing track at the University of Illinois, but been the successful head coach at Alito and then over in Monticello, so congratulations to him and all the coaches had a chance to be a part of that on Saturday morning, and then uh, also uh, was honored as well to be uh, the MC for the American uh, Heart Association, American Stroke Association uh, Heart Ball at the uh, Champaign Country Club on Saturday night. So it's kind of a day-night doubleheader for me in that regard, but uh, two great events, pleased to be a part of those. We have the men's basketball banquet coming up tonight, presented by Kiwanis, Coaches versus Cancer event on Wednesday, so... Uh, the uh, off-season is busy still with all the different events, but I'm very, very pleased to be a part of all of those. Hey, the voting continues on News Talk 1400 DWS. News Gazette Media is the people's choice, the best of East Central Illinois. Go to WDWS.com and cast your votes. The people's choice brought to you in part by Wallace Land and Auction. And uh, don't forget, if you need some roof repair work done here as we head into springtime, we had some more snow overnight, of course, but uh, Swanson Roofing, the roofing dog, a hands-on owner, meaning he works on almost every job with the crew, and and they're um, incentivized to do a great job. They're comprised of roofing professionals. All of the crew are company employees, receive full benefits and 401K, so they're not just passing through. They're invested in uh, the company, in Corey Swanson, his wife Melissa, and also in your roof. They guarantee the workmanship with a lifetime of your roof, and the materials they use are guaranteed for 50 years. Swanson Roofing takes responsibility and ownership of every past customer. That's a cornerstone of their business. And even if they did not do your roof, Swanson Roof for the roofing dog, happy to come out and fix any problems that you face. So uh, get a free estimate anyway. That's the least you can do. Uh, 217-355-ROOF, 217-355-7663, or visit Swanson Roofing online, theroofingdog.com. Are you concerned about all the Facebook uh, security issues that have been going? Uh, Mark Zuckerberg is going to testify before Congress this week. That's going to be a big story throughout the week. Uh, Richard is with us here this morning. Hey, Richard, good morning. Well, good morning, Brian. Uh, And just to uh, comment on what you brought up about Facebook, I'm not on any social media. At my age, I I have absolutely no interest in it. But uh, I have a suggestion for you, Um, obviously. And uh, a guy called in, Tiny called in last week, I think Mm -hmm. it was. and He was complaining about the number of guests you have. Mm -hmm. And uh, I want to make a suggestion to you that probably never would have flown with Mr. Turpin. Um, You have uh, some people who call in regularly. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm one of them. Uh, I would love the opportunity to cross-examine some of these. Stan is one of them. And I'm suggesting, since you have once a month, uh, what was your first car? What was your first job? Yeah, flash, like flashback you Friday, might, yep. Flash, yeah, thank, yeah, thank yeah. you. 
you might have uh, a uh, frequent caller, uh, you know, guest for, I don't know, half hour, hour, mm. something like that. And I'll tell you who I'm most interested in, and I'll tell you why I think it would be of great benefit for her to come in, and that's Anna Wall, Anna Wall Scott. Yeah. Um, she is the only, for now, from my uh, old white boy perception, she's the only black woman who calls in, at least frequently. And I I hear John calling in, um, you know, and he has his views. Um, I think Tony is another guy who calls in. I would like for her to come in and explain to people who call in and ask her questions, you know, how she became uh, a Republican leaving the, the ranks of the Democrats. And I believe that there are a lot of black women who would like to hear her story over the radio. Uh, she may be uh, persuasive to them to reexamine uh, their political views hmm. because uh, what I've read, blacks overwhelmingly vote uh, Democratic, and I don't think it's in their best interest most of the hmm. time. But anyway, that, yeah, that's, that's my suggestion. That's... That's an yeah, interesting idea. Yeah, it's only there's always a suggestion box. So. Well, I'm I'm not going to copyright it. You can have it. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to call it early. I usually kind of hold off so that yeah. if there is somebody calling in, I can comment. I haven't shot my uh, foot uh, on my one call, yeah. but uh, I've got to leave, and I won't be able to listen to much of the the show. But I I thought that would be something that maybe Brian will will consider and uh, incorporate. Very good. Okay. Hey, thank you, That's Richard. Fine. All right, 356-9397 is how you join us on the phone lines today. Castle Heating and Cooling text line 3515357 and email us talk at wdws.com. Jim Roop is a reporter out in Los Angeles. Uh, he is with Westwood One. He joins us this morning and uh, wanted to talk a little bit about this whole Mark Zuckerberg week that he has ahead of him. Hey, Jim, good to visit with you. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Brian. Happy to be here. Thank yeah, well, this is a big week for him, isn't it? It really is, well, I, and not necessarily a good one, <laughs> because he'll be grilled before uh, three committees, really, on Tuesday. Tomorrow, there'll be a joint committee in the Senate of uh, Judiciary and Commerce, and then in the House on Wednesday, the House um, Energy and Commerce Committee going to want to talk with Zuckerberg about this Cambridge Analytica thing, about how it happened, why it happened, uh, how he could have prevented it, uh, what was, what is, what will be. Um, security measures uh, uh, encompassing all of that. Uh, and then, of course, much more, too, when it comes to user data and privacy. Two big issues, really, the privacy and the propaganda, disinformation, uh, that kind of thing. So he has a lot of ground to cover in this hearing or these hearings over the next couple of days. Yeah, what's the, the feeling, I guess, uh, in that community, uh, in the world that he's in, the, the social media world, how he's handled all of this? Has he been... As forthcoming as people think he should be, lot you know this is a group. I'm I'm finding out, Brian, how I don't know how, how grueling or how nasty this tech world can be because Tim Cook, CEO of Apple, really lambasted Zuckerberg about this whole uh, selling user data information stuff, and then Wozniak, Steve Wozniak, uh, said he's deleting Facebook because of his personal privacy issues. So there's a lot of criticism about how Mark Zuckerberg has handled all of this. Yeah, I did see that about Steve Wozniak. That was out uh, today. And I guess there's also this uh, analytics firm called CubeU uh, that is also, I guess, uh, the, their uh, platform, CNBC, notified the company that 
CubeU was collecting information through users of, uh, with quizzes, which was another part that a lot of people take part of. Well, that's originally how this all began with Cambridge Analytica. This mm-hmm. university, uh, this Cambridge University professor, um, used a quiz app, a uh, personality quiz app, to mine information from users. Now, that was okay by uh, Facebook. Uh, about 270,000 was okay. And it was reported that because when you go into, when these apps access your information, they can also access your contacts and friends' information. It wound up first reported 50 million users' data was improperly mined, and then Facebook admitted to 87 million. But the whistleblower, Christopher Wiley with Cambridge Analytica, says it could be a lot more than 87 million, and a lot of that data stored in Russia. So it is these third-party apps that does that mining. And, and yes, the Obama administration and the Mitt, Mitt Romney campaign used Facebook user data in their campaigns, but Facebook says it's how it was done, that it was improperly done with Cambridge Analytica and the Trump campaign, although the Trump campaign says it never used any of that data. And through the Mitt Romney campaign and the Obama campaign, it was all done above board through Facebook, through the campaigns, and users had um, a permission screen that they could either approve or deny access and what to do with it. So it's just how it was done that is really the issue, not the fact that it was done. Yeah, Jim Roop was with us for a couple more minutes. He's with uh, Westwood One on the financial markets. Facebook's taking a hit, right, during this whole time? Oh, big-time hit. Just in the week that uh, followed the revelation of this that all began back in 2015, We, by the way, uh, it just didn't happen. Uh, $50 billion is what that company uh, took a hit as far as stock value went. It plummeted quite a bit. It came back a little bit. Uh, and it's and there's a lot of users that are dumping it, not just Steve Wozniak, but a lot of other users have that whole hashtag delete Facebook became a big movement in the days uh, re- following that revelation of the Cambridge Analytica scandal that it is now known. Um, so yeah, it's it's taken a it's taken a big hit, and many people criticize Zuckerberg because. They believe that it's because of the financial hit that he's taking is the reason why he's coming forward. That he doesn't, you know, if it doesn't bother him financially, he just says, well, that's freedom of speech, blah, blah, blah. But now that it's hit him financially, oh, gosh, we need to take a better handle on this. Kumbaya, mea culpa, the whole thing, hoping that people will gain more trust and therefore come back. Therefore, the advertisers will also come back and his stock can regain a little bit more value. But, you know, you can finger point all you want, Monday morning quarterback, all you want. Bottom line is he's going to be in the hot seat before Congress over the next couple of days. And it'll be uh, probably a highly watched, almost sporting event by a lot of people around the country. It is interesting anymore in this day and age you know with all the social media out there uh, you know i guess it shouldn't be surprising that this happened and and people that are an older generation will say well see i told you you put all your private information out there they're going to try to find and learn and try to sell you things based on your interests i mean that's kind of the way it works you're right and, and you know today's the day by the way that facebook will start notifying the 87 million uh, whoever their info was improperly mined by Cambridge Analytica. So if you get one of those notices, hey, congratulations, you're you're among the 87 million. But the, also there's the question of how much of that onus is on the user? How much are they, you know, should we really read that uh, we, well, we should read the agreements before we click I agree? 
um, you know, end of the world, I agree. We didn't even read any of that stuff. We just, before, so just so we can post the sandwich we ate for lunch, we, we just agree to anything, it seems. So some of that responsibility has to be on the user to know what they're doing, which is why Congress also wants, and, and there's a, a bill in the California legislature that speaks directly to this, uh, lawmakers want the language a little easier for users to understand. Uh, no more in Swahili, as Republican um, Senator John Kennedy calls it, uh, in trying to read these agreements, these user agreements. It uh, has to be in plain language. It uh, has to be easy for consumers to access and also to opt in or opt out, put some of the responsibility on Facebook, uh, having people opt in to things instead of making them responsible for opting out if they know about it. So there's a lot uh, that is going on here that Congress is going to want to get to and that Zuckerberg says they are working on. But he also says that you're never going to be 100% secure, that there's always going to be these bad actors. There's always going to be trying to stay one step ahead of the bad guys while the bad guys try to stay one step ahead of the good guys. So this is just going to be a vicious circle forever unless they stop selling advertising on Facebook or allowing third-party apps completely, and people have to buy in to be able to use Facebook, and Zuckerberg doesn't want to do that. No, you're right, though, about, you know, a lot of times with our phones or whatever, you really don't uh, necessarily read all the fine print. You just say, I like that. Oh, yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, I get it. And then you find out, oh, I didn't know about that. And that's <laughs> what a lot of this is about, too. Yeah, and that's, and that's where they have that legal standing. Well, the information, we told them, they agreed to it. It's in there. They didn't read it. It's their responsibility. But, you know, how much of that is Facebook's responsibility in making it a little easier for people to understand? I mean, it's a lot of tech language if you read some of these things. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, you know, you've got to kind of write it at a sixth grade level. I mean, you really do. So every single person on the planet can understand this because every single person on the planet, according to Mark Zuckerberg, should have access to Facebook. Uh, so you're going to have to make it very, very easy for people to understand. And that's where it's going to go, really. Not just how are you going to prevent this from happening again, but how are you going to make it easier for users to have more control over their personal information. Yeah. Hey, Jim, great to visit with you. Thank you for the update. We'll uh, touch base again maybe later sometime with this. It's a pleasure. I look forward to it. All right. Thank you. That's uh, Jim Roop with Westwood One. We'll talk a little bit about Facebook there. And, yeah, he's right. Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak uh, shutting down his Facebook account as the social media giant struggles to cope with the worst privacy crisis in its history. That was in an email to USA Today. He says Facebook makes a lot of advertising money from personal details provided by users. He says the profits are all based on the user's info, but the users get none of the profits back. And Wozniak says he'd rather pay for Facebook. He says Apple makes good money off of good products, not off of you. And again, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg testifying on Capitol Hill Tuesday and Wednesday about the company's ongoing data privacy scandal. So that's uh, just kind of one of the big stories of the day today. 356-9397 is how you can join us on the phones. We're at 926. We'll come back with more in just a moment. Back on Penny for Your Thoughts, News Talk 1400 DWS. 356-9397. Three five six nine three nine seven. So you can join us on the phone lines, text line, Castle Heating and Cooling three five one five three five seven, or email us at talk at wdws.com. Don't know if you watched the Masters yesterday. Made for really good television. Down the stretch, Patrick Reed able to conquer a pair of outstanding competitors 
as uh, he held off Ricky Fowler. He was ahead of Jordan Spieth, who had a terrific final round. But the uh, 27-year-old Texan and August Augusta University product closed with a 171, winning his first major championship. Reed entered the uh, first the final round with a three-shot lead before he lost it while Spieth and Fowler made uh, charges. Spieth began the day nine shots behind. He turned in an 864 in one of the greatest final rounds in Masters history. And Fowler made quite a run at his first major title. He's come close several times, by the way. Six birdies over the final 11 holes for a closing 67. So that was uh, kind of the big news yesterday. Uh, Major League Baseball teams, the uh, Cubs beat Milwaukee. Arizona over the Cardinals had a little bit of a dust-up. Don't know if you saw that between uh, Yachty Molina and the Arizona manager early in that ball game. And the uh, White Sox shut out by Detroit last night, one to nothing. So uh, some of the teams that are off to pretty good starts, Pittsburgh's off to a good start. I think the Mets are off to a good start as uh, they beat Washington in 12 innings. There's a couple of surprises for you. And this, uh, of course, you've heard of the um, young man from Anaheim, Otani, retired the Athletics. Oakland Athletics' first 19 hitters allowed just one hit over seven innings. The Angels won 6-1 to one over Oakland. He struck out 12, kept Oakland off the bases until a single in the seventh inning. Also, of course, Bats is a designated hitter. He has a three-game home run streak, hitting three eighty-nine, seven RBIs, and 18 at-bats. So... And a lot of people uh, saw him in the spring uh, play, and he really, really struggled. But uh, they say that's uh, sort of typical sometimes uh, over in Japan at the pro level there uh, when they're getting ready for the season, maybe not uh, quite as locked in. And then when they get to, when the lights come on, it um, they really take off. And, and he's done extremely well, both hitting and batting for the Angels. 9.31 here in Champaign-Urbana. Time for news headlines. Michael Kaiser has those. Got an open line going up until 11 o'clock today. What is on your mind? Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, Mark Zuckerberg and his big week. Talk about charter schools a little bit here in uh, Champaign. Your thoughts on those. Anything else on your mind today? Monday morning quarterbacks will return in the fall. Michael Kaiser, News Headlines, next on DWS. A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217 217- 356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. All right, we're back on Penny for Your Thoughts. News Talk 1400 DWS. Open line going up here until 11 o'clock today. So whatever is on your mind. We'll have an open line in the first hour tomorrow. And then uh, we'll have on the money in the second hour. Wednesday we'll be at the Champaign Public Library both hours as part of uh, National Library Week. So we'll be up there with some great guests for you from the library on Wednesday. And then more to come throughout the month of April. Three five six nine three nine seven is the number on the telephones. You can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling, text line 3515357, or email us at talk at wdws.com. Hey, uh, your yard's an important part of the special place you call home. Let the local lawn care professionals at Spring Green take special care of your lawn and landscape investment. Provide the convenience of a trouble-free Spring Green lawn. Trust your lawn to the higher standards of 
Spring Green. The U of I trusts Spring Green Lawn Care to provide some specialized applications to the athletic fields at the U of I. They've been doing this a long time. A trusted provider of lawn care, tree care, insect care services for 35 years. Uh, they also excel in insect control. I know it's hard to think about insects right now, as cold as it's been, but you can ask about the grub control and other pest problems or Spring Green's emerald ash borer tree injections with a 90% success rate. If your ash tree gets emerald ash borer, it's gone. Protect your ash trees with help from Spring Green. And for a limited time, new customers can save 20% off when you choose the Spring Green's full program. And if you prepay right now, you'll save an additional 10% off the full program price for a total possible savings of 30%. Call J.T. Wambier, Steve Emke. Those are the two gentlemen in charge, uh, 359-2111, or visit spring-green.com. All right, 356-9397. We go back to the phones, and Stephanie is with us this morning. Hi, Stephanie. How are you? Good morning. Good. Hi, thank you. What's on your mind today? Well, I would like to talk to you a little bit about our Empty Bowls um, dinner coming up this Wednesday at Silver Creek. Okay. Um, a little bit about Empty Bowls. Uh, it's a grassroots effort that started in um, 1990 by an art teacher in Michigan who wanted to give his students an, uh, a way to make a personal difference in their community. And someone in our community learned about this, named Susan Gardner, and started this. So this will be our ninth year of doing it. The um, concept is simple in that uh, people come together for a dinner of soup and bread and leave with a ceramic bowl that reminds them of food insecurity. And um, all of the proceeds that we get on Wednesday will go toward um, Daily Bread Soup Kitchen in Champaign. Okay, and you said this will be at Silver Creek, right? It's at Silver Creek on mm -hmm. Wednesday from 3.30 to 6.00. Um, it's kind of a cool event in that a lot of the community is involved. First of all, Silver Creek um, provides all the food that's waitstaff the venue, so we're very appreciative. Mm -hmm. um, we also have a, a core group of potters that make beautiful bowls. We have the Champaign-Urbana um, Potters Club in West Urbana. We have uh, Parkland ceramic students. We have a potter in Muhammad, and we also have a couple local and in Homewood. So we're really happy that they mm -hmm. produce 200 to 250 bowls, because that's generally the number of people that come to the event, so we're very appreciative of that. Wow. Um, this year we've had some sponsors. Uh, right now we're at 34 sponsors that come from a lot of uh, corporations and individuals, so we're, uh, we have a goal this year of making $10,000, and we're right at $6,800 now. So Without any pre-sale of tickets, these are strictly sponsorships, so we're really, really hopeful we're going to make our $10,000 this year. Mm. Well, that's fantastic, um, and I know the Daily Bread Soup Kitchen, they uh, they do great work. Uh, how many residents do you help a year? I mean, a week even. Well, I know that uh, generally 200 mm -hmm. guests a day for mm -hmm. an average of $100, so that is really an, an incredible feat that they do. So um, for each empty ticket that somebody buys for $25, that will serve 50 meals at Daily Bread Soup Kitchen. Mm. Um, Daily Bread is run totally by volunteer staff, and um, they take no federal or state money, so it's a pretty amazing organization. Mm, pretty owned. All right, so it's April 11th, uh, you said. Uh, yes. It's at Silver Creek on 402 North Ray Street, 330 to 6. Yes. Tickets are $25, and you purchase them at the door. So. 
Right, and we also have a really great raffle. Tickets are ten dollars for that, or three for twenty. Um, we have a lot of great um, certificates and prizes. So All right. hopefully, we'll see a good show. The weather's supposed to be great. Well, Stephanie, thanks for letting us know about that. Well, thank you for That's, having me on. You're very good. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye. All right. Good luck with all that. Benefiting the uh, Daily Bread Soup Kitchen. Three five six nine three nine seven. Got a text in on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. He says, from what I've heard, this is Bill, from what I've heard, the Trump campaign didn't use the info from Cambridge Analytica, but did hire some of their people. In 2012, the Obama campaign used Google and social media to gather info, and it was hailed as brilliant strategy. Google uses info to target you for ads every day. Uh, I want privacy, but I think the whole Facebook affected the election thing is way overrated. That is from Bill. 356-9397, the phone line, and that's where we go. And Anna Wall must have, uh, your ears are burning, Anna Wall. (laughs) (laughs) I want to thank the gentleman for those very kind words he had to say about me. And I had planned to call in already before he called. But what I wanted to say was, Number one, I spent the day reading the News Gazette yesterday, and I think we are blessed to have that newspaper and your radio to keep us informed. But primarily, I want to answer this question about why I'm a Republican. Uh, Now, I was raised a Republican, being raised in the South. I was taught that Lincoln freed the slaves. And that was why I was initially became a Republican. Now, I did become a Democrat when I met the entourage of blacks who worked with the late mayor, Richard J. Daley. They're the ones who came to Champaign and and, uh, (laughs) enticed me into the Democrat Party because I could see that they were for everybody not just one one particular party. And, uh, of course, when uh, Jimmy Carter was elected president, and during that time, the kind people here elected me to the Democrat State Central Committee, Jimmy Carter would let us party in the White House. So <laughs> <laughs> I was a Democrat at that time. But I... I, I I believe it's not your party, it's the kind, what they do. Mm-hmm. And I did campaign for, and I voted for the present president because I firmly believe that the previous president did not do all he could to raise the levels of aspirations of black and facilitate their interest into the mm-hmm. Political system. Yeah, and I was. Thank you. You're very welcome, Anna. Well, I'm trying to remember, and you may have told us this on the air. Did you vote for President Obama the first time? Yes, I did. Okay, that's because he was black. Yeah, and absolutely. I, and, I didn't think I lived to see him a black mm-hmm. president, mm-hmm. but he was a complete disappointment to me, mm-hmm. and I did not vote for him the second time. Yeah, I I figured that. I didn't want to put you on the spot, but I thought I'd heard you say that before. So I'll tell anybody. <laughs> well, so, somebody <laughs> wants you to. They, 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 I've given my service to this country. This country has been good to me, and anything I can do to facilitate the advancement of 
people, I don't care what color they are. It ain't your colors. You can't. All right. Hey, Anna Wall. Always appreciate appreciate hearing from you. Thank you. Dear. Thank you. That's Anna Wall Scott. Well known, of course. Three five six nine three nine seven. Are the phone lines? You can join us that way as well. Text line: Castle Heating and Cooling. Text line: three five one five three five seven. Facer Law Office invites you to attend their free seminar: The Seven Secrets You Need to Know to Protect Your Home, Your Assets, and Your Family from the Cost of Long-Term Care. Learn about the law that completely changes the rules and much more. This uh, Tuesday, April tenth. That would be tomorrow at one thirty at the I Hotel. Call Facer Law Office three three seven eleven eleven. Reserve your spot three three seven. 1111. Ask about the new book. Uh, I guess it's been out a while now, but co-authored by elder law attorney Thorpe Facer. Protect your family. Don't write a blank check to the nursing home. So what do you make of all the... um, We talked about Facebook in the first half hour, and I know some of you use Facebook and others don't. It's kind of a generational thing more than anything, and I have a feeling what's happened is... Now, maybe I'm wrong about this, but it started out... Remember when D. Brown had the Facebook when when he was here? And the younger generation kind of uh, got latched onto it. And they have since, for the most part, I mean, like my daughters, and I've got daughters who are 20 and 18, they don't use Facebook that much. I mean, they're on Instagram, Snapchat, they're on everything else. People in my kind of the just after the baby boomers, if you will, seem to use Facebook a lot. If you go to my parents' generation, they don't use it hardly at all. So it's just interesting to me where it's kind of, broken along uh, generational lines as far as that goes and uh, it's funny because I'll have people that are older than me will say well you know you shouldn't put all your information you know, shouldn't be talking about your personal information anyway and so here's the reward for all of that people are mining the information that you're putting out there on Facebook and um, maybe you shouldn't be doing that you know I mean we're very much uh, more open the younger you are the more you're willing to share your information it seems like and uh, maybe that is generational. I don't know. Seems to be, anyway, when it comes to the um, breakdown of who uses Facebook and who doesn't. Obviously, you mix in the 2016 election. You go back to the 2012 election. They were mining that information to uh, you know, learn about voters and interests and what you like to buy and what you like to eat and who you're related to and all of that. But uh, that's kind of the, uh, the crux, I guess, of what Mark Zuckerberg is facing as he goes to Washington this week is... Um, you know, where some of those, why were some of those things allowed to happen, I guess? Why was some of that information, why weren't there checks on how much information was actually passed around? Uh, let's go to uh, Jim. Good morning, Jim. How are you? Oh, I'm fine, Brent. I'm enjoying your show. I haven't called in for a while. Well, good to hear uh, from you. Yeah. Uh, Brian, I got a couple things. Uh, this Betsy Longren, is that is that the way you pronounce her name? I or think so, for- yeah. Running for uh, uh, the, she's against uh, Rodney Davis. Running against Rodney. Anyway, I noticed last week in the paper she was quoted that she would never take a dime from NRA, and uh, of course this has been politicized so bad with the kids. That was I don't want to make a light of, of the murders down there in, uh, in Florida, but I just wonder if she would take. A donation from Planned Parenthood. Now you see, if anybody knows or been checking, our taxpayers give Planned Parenthood a half a billion dollars. That's a B with the B, a half a billion dollars a year. 
And I see most Democrats, maybe not all of them, that are there for abortion. They tell you they're pro-choice. That's like me saying I'm pro-choice about robbing a bank. I mean, you can either do it if you want or you don't have to. But anyway, uh, I just wonder how much she would take from Planned Parenthood, which right now uh, uh, that's the biggest. They they are the biggest uh, uh, proponents of abortion and do a lot of abortions. And uh, I don't know that uh, my taxpayer dollars, uh, at least six, you know, half a billion dollars ever went to the NRA. But uh, by golly, I mean, that's the double standard we have here. And uh, just like Laura Ingram said, since Roe versus Wade, we have, we've lost all sanctity mm. of life. Yeah. And it doesn't matter now, I mean, you know, we're, we're approaching 60 billion or 60 million abortions. And uh, I don't want to make light of this, but you think about it. Uh, Nazi Germany was, uh, uh, they were accused and I guess really did uh, kill six, six million Jews. Now we're, we're 10 times that many with abortion. And we're wondering why so many people are being murdered and we got all this kind of goofy stuff going on in in America, well, let's just think about Sodom and Gomorrah. So I think yeah. that's uh, a little something that, I mean, you know, we got two of them right down there in Champaign, Scott Bennett and Carol Ammons both voted for the abor- uh, HB 40, where taxpayers, are pay- Illinois taxpayers will be paying for abortion. So, I mean, we don't have far to go to find out what's going on with this stuff. So that's my comment, Brian. Okay. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. Okay. Yep. You bet. Good to hear from you. Uh, any thoughts on that? You want to counter that? Feel free to do that. I know that um, when it comes to you talk about uh, gun issues, you talk about abortion, those are the two, you know, I mean, it's uh, when you're when you're arguing back and forth, I mean, that's what we've heard, you know, about um you know, the Second Amendment, guns, abortions, woman's right to choose. Uh, it seems like when we get boiled down to it, those are the two issues that come up again and again uh, when you, you know, comparing the two. And, and you know, I think uh, obviously we need to reduce gun violence, how you go about doing that uh, when you reduce the number of abortions. And I think over the years the number of abortions have gone down as, you know, adoption has become a viable option or different different ways to um you know, move along and, and cut down on the number. But but uh, those are the two uh, hot-button issues that certainly come up, whether you're a conservative or a, a liberal. Uh, they seem to cross each other and uh, face off against each other time and again. We're at 952. We'll come back with more Penny for Your Thoughts in just a moment. Welcome back, Penny for Your Thoughts. Just reading some of the headlines nationally. It's interesting, uh, different viewpoints on different things uh, as – the uh, trade war here, or at least what is believed to be the start of a trade war, or at least a lot of talk about a potential trade war with China. Uh, one headline says, how to win a trade war with China, don't fight it. And the other one says, Trump's trade tactic might work. There is a lot of um, back and forth. The markets have been going up and down based on each country's reaction to the other. The S&P uh, jumping up 1% today. The U.S. trying to soften its trade tone against China. 
the Dow up 244. So every time they say, okay, we're going to soften this, okay, we're going to put $100 billion worth of tariffs on, then it uh, tanks. So there's been a lot of up and down in regards to that. Also in uh, Syria, the president slamming Vladimir Putin for backing Assad after a chemical attack. He called Assad an animal. Uh, the president, the French president, uh, vowing a joint response. Meanwhile, Russia's foreign ministry says Syria gas attack reports fabricated. And you can always count on Israel to act. They don't wait around. Israel blamed for missile strike on major Syrian air base. 14 dead there. So Israel got pulled into it a little bit. So those are some of the uh, national headlines and the back and forth on those big issues. We'll talk a little bit about charter schools here in Champaign, this uh, charter school that will be uh, discussed before the Unit 4 school board today at the Mellon Building. That will come up tonight. This day in history, April 9, 1968, funeral services took place, private and public, held for Martin Luther King Jr. at the Ebenezer Baptist Church in Morehouse College in Atlanta, five days after his assassination in Memphis. This is a big day for uh, those of us who are interested in Civil War history. In 1865, Confederate General Robert E. Lee surrendered his army to Union Lieutenant General U.S. Grant at Appomattox Courthouse in Virginia and actually got a chance to see that in the last couple of years. The Appomattox Courthouse, if you ever get the chance in Virginia to swing by there and see that, it is worth stopping in to see. And uh, this day in 1942, during World War II, some 75,000 Philippine and American defenders on uh, Bataan surrendered to uh, Japanese troops. The death march began. Thousands died or more were killed en route. And, of course, every once in a while you'll hear stories of a survivor from that. But we're getting further and further away from that event in 1942. And this is the uh, anniversary one year ago. Remember the doctor, uh, Dr. David Dow, a passenger on a United Express flight about to take off for Louisville? dragged off the plane by security offers at O'Hare International Airport to make room for four airline employees. The incident was captured on video that went viral. You remember that? That was a year ago today. And it was a year ago that Sergio Garcia won the sudden death playoff of the Masters for his first major. You saw Sergio uh, handing a green jacket to uh, Patrick Reed yesterday down in Augusta. All right, 356-9397. You can join us in the next hour here as we approach the 10 o'clock hour. Talk some about Facebook early on in this uh, first hour. We'll talk a little bit more about the uh, charter school issue in hour number two. But if you have something else you'd like to bring up, uh, whatever it is, or something on your mind that you say, hey, I'd like to get this uh, topic going and see what other people think on the table, feel free to do that here in this next hour. I want to remind you that you can continue to vote for the News Talk 1400 DWS News Gazette Media's The People's Choice, the best of East Central Illinois. Go to WDWS.com and cast your vote. The People's Choice is brought to you by Wallace Land and Auction. We'll come back with uh, hour number two, a penny for your thoughts. So uh, send those texts and emails in. Again, you can do that on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 3515357. Wrapped up uh, spring football yesterday over at the University of Illinois. Don't know if you had a chance to, or actually on Saturday, don't know if you had a chance to see any of that. Looked like a few folks turned out for it to get a look at Lovey Smith's team, and uh, they had the clinics in. The high school coaches were in during the week, so busy wrap-up to all that was happening over at the U of I. The basketball banquet by the Kiwanians is tonight. And this is WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. 
You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. Hour number two, Penny for your thoughts, News Talk 1400 DWS. Glad you're with us, wherever you might be listening. We get a lot of folks listening in their homes, cars, streaming around the, the country and around the world. Always get uh, different texts and emails from different folks who say they've been listening online, maybe in Arizona or out in Florida or in New York or in some part of the world. So we appreciate each and every one of you being with us today. We are at 33 degrees here at 10:12 on this Monday. And again, we've uh, done with Monday morning quarterbacks, of course, with Lauren Tate. We've been doing that since the uh, start of the football season last fall. That ended last Monday. So we're back to, uh, I guess, I don't know what you call regular programming uh, with here on uh, Monday mornings. And we've got uh, a couple of hours at the Champaign Public Library on Wednesday. We'll have uh, some folks in, some alums, uh, 50 years of the Don Moyer Boys and Girls Club with uh, Sam Banks on Thursday for a while. And got some great guests uh, later on in the month, including Max Armstrong, well-known agriculture uh, broadcaster. We'll visit with him a little later in the month as well. So those are just some of the guests. Uh, Chaz Ebert will be in here as we approach Ebert Fest. Of course, we've got the marathon events coming up at the end of the month, so a busy time of the year here in east-central Illinois. Three five six nine three nine seven is the number to join us on the phone lines today. Open line going up until 11 o'clock. So this is your uh, your forum if you've got something you want to bring up and discuss and get it started. We certainly can uh, do that here today. We've thrown some topics on the table already. Talked a little bit about Facebook and privacy. Are you concerned about your privacy with Facebook? I mean, does it, does it worry you? Are you even on Facebook or you don't care? <laughs> As some people would say, well, I'm not on, so it doesn't matter. But a lot of uh, people are, and uh, they mind a lot of that information, which I guess if you put yourself out there, uh, that could happen, and it has happened. And I guess as we heard from our uh, reporter with Westwood One out in Los Angeles, uh, if you get a notice from Facebook today saying, hey, your, uh, your information was used or was mined, you'll see that email, I guess, uh, today or that note today on Facebook. So if you get one of those, let me know what it says. Three five six nine three nine seven, and let's go to the phones here. And Carl gets us started here in hour number two. Hi, Carl. Good morning. Good morning, Brian. I I was just thinking. Uh, the reporter from Westwood One, I forget the guy's name, mm-hmm. mentioned that people should read the stuff before they agree, and that you needed that information to be simpler. But I've always gotten the impression that if I didn't agree to this. These provisos that wouldn't get on. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, but you know, I guess so you. Get, but I guess you got to read them all. You, have. Yeah. you know, so if they make a law that says it's got to be simpler, they ought to make laws that say you can say no, I don't want to do this part of it, but this other part's okay. Yeah. Well, I don't think they want that to happen. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just um, something that, you know, uh, struck me just a couple minutes ago. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'd mention that. No, no, that's, that's a good point. And um, it's like anything. I mean, this obviously isn't like buying a house or a car or whatever, but 
I know I've been guilty of it. A lot of times you're you're in a hurry to make the transaction. You just you don't read all the fine print. And then legally they've got you. Yeah. You, you can go back and say, well, look, you signed it. Well, I mean, this stuff is so long. I mean, if mm-hmm. I think uh, it's like four or five pages, isn't it, something? I don't know, but I know it takes a while to read it. And stuff. I don't even bother. Yeah. So I know you're you're a Cubs fan. You ready for the Cubs home opener today? Um. Well, my the odds. Um, I'm kind of ready for it, but the odds are that uh, they aren't going to play. I would think. <laughs> well, they've already pushed the game time back to two twenty, and the note from the Cub was uh, Cubs were, or so I guess people covered in Cubs. Bring your shovels. <laughs> so okay. maybe they'll have to uh, clear some snow before they play. Yeah, but I I got to tell you, I don't remember up and down the the uh, the uh, pitching staff seeing. Seeing this much quality start, this many quality started in my lifetime. Yeah. So you're optimistic. So, I'm optimistic. I mean, two years ago we won the World Series. So. Yeah. Well, I wasn't part of it. I wasn't involved. But sure, you can you can claim it. <laughs> and stuff. But, All right. Hey, you know. thank you, Carl. Thank you. Great to hear from you. 356-9397 is where he was. You can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling, text line 3515357, or email us at talk at wdws.com. The Bill Cosby retrial, big story today. The opening statements start today on his sexual assault charges in suburban Philadelphia and what all sides, defense, prosecution, and especially the judge, hope will not be a rerun of the deadlock jury failure that ended uh, Cosby's first trial last June. This is the only criminal case made against Cosby out of 60 60 accusations total, all of them too old to prosecute. A criminal conviction in prison for Cosby would most likely be a death sentence given his age and health. Ohio State University, by the way, uh, revoked Cosby's honorary degree back on Friday. We're at 1017 here at DWS. We'll come back with more. Take your phone calls, emails, and texts after this timeout. Any for your thoughts, News Talk 1400. If you need a collision repair done uh, with your car, hopefully you have not been in a collision, but if you have been, uh, Gallo Miller Paint and Collision Repair is the uh, place to take your car. They know having a car accident is a serious matter. Uh, Dave Miller and Bill Gallo are the guys there. They're very passionate about their business, and uh, they're one of the reasons, uh, that is one of the reasons why they put their names on the business. They're absolutely hands-on, and that's not necessarily true of all collision repair shops. And their motto is, where action speaks louder than words. They know this collision repair business inside and out, and I know that your mind is racing when you uh, get in an accident. You're you're not thinking clearly. I've been in a couple along the way, and you think, okay, what do I do now? Well, you take care of the uh, insurance there, of course, on site, and then uh, you call and you contact Gallo Miller and say, hey, help me. And turn the keys over to them. Uh, before they started Gallo Miller, Bill successfully ran body shops at other notable businesses. Uh, Dave spent a number of years as an insurance adjuster, so they have kind of their own language, you know, when it comes to insurance adjusting and all of that, that uh, sometimes you get lost when you hear all the numbers as to what they're talking about and how this works. Well, they know that, so just give them the keys. Let them handle everything. Free estimates are always offered. Maybe you've 
run into something recently, uh, had a little minor fender bender, you're not sure what to do with it, take it there. Gallo Miller, I-74, south side of the interstate between Neal Street and Prospect, conveniently and centrally located in Champaign-Urbana, and uh, you can uh, get that looked at for free and kind of have an idea of where to go from there. So gallomiller.com is the website or visit their location, south side of I-74 between Neal Street and Prospect. Three five six nine three nine seven is the phone line open at the moment, and you can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line three five one five three five seven, or email us at talk at wdws dot com. I don't know if you saw the uh, well late last week. Jim Dye reminded us, and it was on uh, over the weekend the uh, murder mystery going back over there to Bloomington with uh, businessman David Hendricks. And uh, the question, you know, was he was convicted at one point and then they had a retrial and then he was acquitted in the murder of his wife, Susan, and their three children, nine-year-old Rebecca, seven-year-old Grace, and five-year-old Ben. That was in uh, November of 1983. And I have to say, I was I was away at college at the time, so I wasn't in the area when all that was happening. And, of course, we didn't have the same ability to keep up with events when you're, you know, 12 hours away like I was. So I didn't I didn't hear hardly anything about this at the time it was happening. So I just wonder what you remember about that. And I don't know if you saw the show. It was on the Discovery Channel. They're a homicide series on the um, the Darkest Night. It was called. And uh, watched it over the weekend. It was it was um, that was tough to watch. So just wonder what you remember about all of that. If you saw it over the weekend, what you thought of it. But uh, the Hendrix story from uh, what 1983 now is that what 35 years ago now I believe uh, Hendrick spent about eight years in uh, prison overall but eventually was acquitted the second time Supreme Court of Illinois stepped in made a ruling on the technicality of what evidence was allowed and what you could do with that evidence and so forth but um, it's kind of harrowing to listen to all the recap of what happened Back to the phones here this morning. Hey, Ted, you're on the air. How are you, sir? Good. Good morning. Um, just uh, to comment on Richard's uh, suggestion, I've suggested that with Mike Hill for years, and it's not going to happen, and it shouldn't be. That's you guys' station. I shouldn't even make suggestions like that. Uh, you mean as far as... As far as what debate, an occasional debate. I would love to oh. see. I'd love to hear uh, between two uh, of the regular listeners. Richard. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I I think that would be a really good idea. I think it would be too. And yeah. there's a guy who called in after Julia uh, buried herself that day, named David. I had to podcast it because I heard Richard come comment on it. And that Dave, whoever he is, wow, what a speaker! <laughs> and uh, I listened to uh, Thomas, the uh, liberal uh, young man or man who calls in, and mm-hmm. all the other liberals are. I tune out, but Thomas. Thomas, the, uh, he sounds black, and that's not to be racist. Yeah. He sounds smart too. I listen yeah. to what he says. I'm kind but, of, I'm kind of intrigued. Yeah, I'm kind of intrigued by the yeah. idea. I just got to figure out how to make it work. But uh, yeah, I. Uh, you could be short, fifteen minutes. But again, mm-hmm. Tucker Carlson does something, and he just lets the liberals speak, and then just laughs at him. Because if and Richard's much smarter than I, as is Dave, as is Joe, but. If you just let them speak, they just bury themselves. There's nothing you could say to them. Donald Trump could clear the debt. He could cure cancer. He could he could do everything, and they're not going to – I've got to give them credit. Their resistance movement 
is phenomenal. Judge Janine spoke about it Saturday night, and it's phenomenal. And the ones to blame are the Republicans for what's going on because they allow it. And uh, that's just how it is. Yeah. All we can do is be quiet and let people bury themselves with their mouths, like well, Stan calls in. He's from one of the most undiverse towns in Illinois, probably living in, I'm guessing, a $300,000 house, living in a town that if you're black and you drive through St. Joe after dark, good luck. You're going to get stopped. But I'm rambling now, and uh, I'm listening. And <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. okay, well, thank you. I appreciate that, Ted. I think that, um, you know, President Obama took a lot of heat. I mean, there was... There were a lot of people that during his two terms, and like, hey, it was on the other way too. George W. Bush couldn't do anything right. Remember that? I mean, I think we forget that. I mean, people, um, especially in this age of social media, people just react to everything immediately and just, um, I don't know. I to me, it's gotten way too personal. But um, that's the way it's gone. I think. Let's go uh, back to the phones here, Jane. Hey, Jane. Good morning. Brian, um, I just was calling in. I, I have a couple questions, and I don't know if you can answer them or not. But I read the article this weekend about the charter school. Mm-hmm. And my concern with the charter school is, aren't we taking a step back? I mean, it's it sounds to me like they, you know, they want to take a step back and and segregate again. Um, am I wrong on that? Well, I, I guess what you're talking about is the, and, and a lot of it has to do with there's black leaders, African-American leaders, who are interested in doing this because they're concerned about their kids in the, the test scores. And there's a debate argument about what the test scores mean, you know, from, from unit four and back. And I don't right. think it, it's, it's not necessarily all African-American kids as opposed to white kids or whatever that are, you know, uh, with the with the test numbers but um mm-hmm. so i mean uh, but i guess what i'm asking is is uh, how do they th- i i don't understand how they think that is going to solve a problem you know if mm-hmm. the kids are in the schools i i guess i just don't i when i read the article and i thought okay you're really not saying why they're not succeeding mm-hmm and do you, and do you th- I mean I to me the problem is if you don't have a steady home life if you don't have someone there who you know make sure you go to school make sure you understand school make sure you know you know what you do your homework then it's not going to matter what school you're in mm. yeah so what you're saying is it doesn't matter you put them in any building it doesn't matter right you have right. you know you have to have that support base and I and I felt really bad when I read about the young man who was in sixth grade and couldn't read. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, to me, I mean, I was reading to my kids when they were babies. And, you know, I always knew, we always had stuff we had to do together at home with them once they got into school. There were always activities that you had to do. So how, as a parent, could you not know that your child could not read? Yeah. Well, you it, obviously wouldn't be around enough to know. Right. Well, I know, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, get so setting up a a charter school. I just don't think is is the answer. Hmm. But I I don't know. Are you going to have anyone on your show? Um, any of the the proponents who would like to? 
you know, I've I've been I've been I've I've been thinking about that too, <clears throat> about doing that. Um, and I've yeah, I've just got to find the right person and and have them come on and talk about it. So. Okay, because I think it. I mean, it, it's an interest. It's interesting, mm-hmm. and I, I'm just concerned because, you know, we, you know, people fought so hard mm-hmm. to integrate this. You know, to have people not be right. You know, and and my guess, my point is, at what point then do you integrate a child into this? Right. You know. Yeah. So I, I that was just my concern because I read it and I thought. Well, I don't think just putting them in a, a separate building is going to make a difference. Yeah, no, that's but, uh, that's an interesting thought. I understand what you're what you're thinking yeah. about. Yeah. So I'll listen because okay. I'd like to see. I'd like to hear you help. Yeah, talk. no, that's a good idea. I think I'll start working on that. Okay. Thanks, Thank you, Brian. Jane. Yep. Bye. Good to hear from you. We've got Bill on the line as well, and we've got Michael Kaiser with news headlines. And let's see here if I can get Bill in real quick. Hi, Bill. Good morning. Uh, hi, Brian. I uh, just wanted to see if anybody else besides me went and seen Chappaquiddick. It was uh, it was it was a good movie, but it's kind of dis uh, well, not disappointing. But at first, I had to watch a preview of Amy Schumer movie. I don't like her, and I really don't like Jane Fonda. And she was previewed in the next movie. Mm-hmm. And there was a victim in that movie, and the two parents, and everybody else was pretty much she didn't like. And I kind of knew the story going in. So it, if if you're unaware of what happened, it's probably a pretty revealing movie. And they didn't soft, soft coat anything. They didn't sugarcoat anything. It was uh, mm. pretty much to the point. So I'm just curious if anybody else saw the movie and had any comments. I'm trying to remember, was that, and I, I should know this, was it in the theater or was it on a, like an HBO or something like that? No, it's in the theater. In it's the theater. It's debut oh. Friday. Okay. I'm surprised there's only like 30-some people in the studios. Actually, during the movie, there were two left because two walked out. I, hmm have no reason why but yeah i don't know well we'll see if anybody else saw it okay thanks, Brian. Th- thanks bill all right we've got kaiser up next here michael kaiser news headlines and more we'll talk a little more about the uh, charter school issue here after the news after this a penny for your thoughts with brian barnhart continues on news talk 1400 wdws The Facer Law Office invites you to attend their free seminar, The Seven Secrets You Need to Know to Protect Your Home, Your Assets, and Your Family from the Cost of Long-Term Care. Learn more about the law that completely changes the rules and much more tomorrow, Tuesday, April 10th at 1.30 at the iHotel. Call the Facer Law Office, 337-1111, 337-1111. And don't forget the book, Protect Your Family, Don't Write a Blank Check to the Nursing Home. A variety of topics here. A text from John says perhaps we could listen to a Stan versus Steigman round two. <laughs> Stan was pummeled beyond recognition in round one. It could be a pay-per-view event. He says, I would buy it. All right. Uh, let's say text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 3515357. Susan is on the phone line. Hi, Susan. Good morning. Good morning, Brian. I'm calling just to give you a clue about the charter school study of the League of Women Voters statewide and Champaign County's League of Women Voters study was conducted. I was part of a panel that went into it with Teresa Michelson as the chair of the committee Mm -hmm. that was doing it for this area. And there are lots of things to be considered, but the 
weakening of the public school system is one of the key elements of this charter school stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, it's really very serious challenge to any public education that's just open to everybody. Mm-hmm. So what did you learn? Give me a couple of things you learned from... <laughs> well, I learned that, and I learned that the profits made by the uh, charter schools go to the construction of new schools and new buildings, and it's it's um, it's a <laughs> it's a racket, is what I learned. That it it's not <laughs> all for the children; it's all for people like Governor Rauner, who happens to have his own pu- private public. School, hmm. a charter school up in Chicago. Chicago's rife with, with them, yeah. and we have some good ones. There's a very good one in the Springfield, that is what it's supposed to be, which is uh, open to all, and not, <laughs> not based on segregation or income or whatever. But <laughs> it's a means. The charter schools are a means of isolating people out of the the basic uh, need in this country is education. Hmm. And part of education is knowing people from other cultures and working with them and understanding them because you're not isolated and you're not labeled as this or that. Hmm. So I would suggest that if you (laughs) want to know a lot more than I do, that if you could get a hold of Teresa Michelson of the League of Women Voters of Champaign County, okay, that you'd be you'd be well advised because we worked on it five years ago or so, and and it's it, they watch it still, and so does uh, actually uh, Representative Ammons has been uh, <laughs> has a, an education. I don't know if you know about her. Her um, oh dear, uh, she has college students mm-hmm. who are chairing committees, and one of them is an education committee to study the bills that are mm-hmm. uh, up. And I experienced a very interesting opportunity over the weekend when she emailed some of us who were on her mailing list to advocate two bills that are being heard tomorrow and Wednesday in Springfield that she's sponsored and this is not the this is not the uh, charter school issue but it's the uh, condemning of of folks who make traffic violations to prison hmm. um, yeah. I mean it's just it's just and I and you can you can be an advocate you can you can advocate um, votes for <laughs> mm-hmm. for Representative Ammon's uh, committee, which is meeting. There are two are two different things mm-hmm. that are have been referred to a different committee. She sponsored them in one committee, and now they're in another committee, and they she has a hearing on two issues. Okay, and she has a wonderful web page, so. <laughs> People can find out if they want to more by getting onto just Carol, Representative Carol Ammon's webpage, too. Okay. Hey, Susan, thank you. I appreciate all the information. Well, I hope it works. Yeah, thank, <laughs> thank you. you. All Good. Right. Thanks for getting it out. Oh, you're welcome. Thank Bye-bye. you for the time. All right. Uh, Lindsay Jones is with us from the uh, News Gazette.
Got another call here on this in just a moment, but I want to bring Lindsay in because she's been covering this. And you had a big article yesterday. That was several columns, by the way, <laughs> that you put together. So tonight is the meeting, right? 530 at the Mellon Correct. building? Yep. So what's going to happen there? Um, basically, it's just a chance um, to hold a formal hearing on the merits of um, maybe against the charter school. Um, there's going to be a section for public comment. Um, it's part of the Illinois state law procedure for how um, mm -hmm. applying to start a charter school has mm -hmm. to go. Tell me about the person you talked to who's um, um, about all this. I spoke the, to Jeanette Ellerby, who mm -hmm. um, is a Unit 4 employee, and then she's also had family members go through the district. Um, she thinks that there's a need for the charter school. She'll, she's one of the proponents of it. Um, just because of things that she's seen, she has said that she's seen um, kids from different demographic groups not be able to... Um, complete certain grade level tasks that mm -hmm. she gives them and she thinks that there's um, definitely a need for um, a different kind of learning outlet within yeah. the district. And, and as you know third graders is where they start these tests and I guess what the African-American third graders uh, there was a couple of different tests right first of all I guess there's uh, what was the ISAT and then the park. Or yeah yeah so um, central kind of to the argument is different test data from in particular 2011 and 2017. Um, it's a little bit more complex than it sounds. Um, the 2011 test was ISAT. The 2017 test was PARC. Um, it's kind of difficult to mm -hmm. compare the two without noting all of the changes that happened. But the point overall is that the different changes in the test um, did not affect mm -hmm. district demographics equally. And I know you had some comments from uh, Dr. Zola, who's this Unit 4 superintendent, basically talking about the... Uh, it's not as simple, not as cut and dried as it appears, right? That was basically what she right. was saying. Right. You have to acknowledge that there were changes um, within the testing that accounted for some of the number changes. But, again, it's worth noting that these changes didn't affect, didn't affect every demographic in the same way. There's mm -hmm. definitely um, a marked difference between. Yeah. And you talked to somebody, too, up at UIC, right, about all this. Yeah. He made an argument that you could compare the test data um, from 2011 to 2017 by arguing um, that for predictive purposes, if you scored in a certain percentile um, on the ISAT, you could score probably very close to that same percentile mm -hmm. when you took the park exam. Um, so in that sense, like he was saying that they could be compared Okay. with that in mind. Yeah. Well, and uh, let's see here. What was the thing I was, there was a difference in the way it was um, in 2013 ISB E decided the ISATs cut off scores, the lowest possible score a student could earn to prove they passed or were proficient in a subject were too low, meaning the test was too easy to pass. That's one thing Dr. Zola was uh, pointing out. But um, And I said with ISAT, a low score meant a student's work demonstrates limited knowledge and skills in the subject. With PARC, level one means a student did not meet expectations. So the part of it's the language of what... Yeah, and the standards, like what that means. Um, mm -hmm. So they're... Comparable, but not 100%. Yeah. Well, so you'll be at the meeting tonight. Yep. And uh, you expect a big crowd? Definitely. Yeah, yeah at 530 at the Mellon Center. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I appreciate you coming on, Lindsay. Just, uh, it was a great article. I mean, it had a lot of depth to it, and uh, I know this will be an issue that will be ongoing. Yeah, so. definitely. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Let's uh, go back to the phones here. Uh, Craig is with us. Hey, Craig, good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Good. Good, good. Well, Appreciate it. I'm glad to see Lindsay. She did write a very good article, very well researched. I thought uh, she did a great job. It was a great piece of journalism there. Um, you know, one of the things I've been listening and and I think that you know we're very excited about tonight. Um, 
I think one of the things that our hope is is that we outline the vision for the school and seek a community-wide collaboration as it relates to implementing uh, the charter school, which would be the first of a charter school in Champaign County. Um, I think, you know, one of the things is I thought the News Gazette editorial board was fair. It's important to do deep dives into the data. There's various ways to look at it. But if you look at where we are today, and I think that's the 2017 test scores, uh, you'll see that the categories as it relates to African-American children scoring in Champaign schools versus African-Americans scoring statewide, and this will be outlined in today's proposal, you have significant, significant uh, uh, disparity. So, for example, in the lowest category, one African-Americans statewide are at 28%, where in Champaign County, they're at 52%. And then if you look at the other end of the bell curve, where you have the your meeting expectations or exceeding expectations, um, the statewide average is 20% African-American students are doing that. And in Champaign County, that number is 10%. Hmm. So we're two to one behind the state. And I think that what we're seeking and the group is seeking is an opportunity to uh, have some major intervention now for a small subsection of children. Uh, we're talking uh, launching at about 100 students. And you mentioned that expert in the article, and I thought it was very significant. What he said was that where you score at third grade is where you're going to end up in 11th grade hmm. unless there is major intervention. Yeah. And so, you... so we're very happy that this conversation is taking place. This is data that's been around since 2015, 2016, really haven't had much urgent, a sense of urgency. Uh, I haven't had a community discussion about it. But what's important for everybody, black, white, Latino, Asian, it doesn't matter, to, to care and want to get involved is that we have to understand that education helps our community. So when you are, if you end up 17, 18, 19 years old, and you can't read or you can't do math, then you you are finding one of the ways you find power in, in this world is with a gun uh, or other types of criminal activities mm -hmm. or other types of behaviors yeah. that are associated not just because of a person's heart, because imagine trying to function in society and you can't read or do math. Yeah. Hey, Craig, so, I, I hate to cut you off, but I do have to move. But um, oh. but so you'll be speaking there tonight, I take it. Yeah, yeah. We okay. really hope that the whole community will come out and, and give a very strong uh, support and and have a strong community collaboration where we can really make make a major intervention on this very serious situation. Okay. Hey, thanks for the call, Craig. Appreciate thanks. it. All right, back with more after this. Back on Penny for your thoughts. One of the easiest ways to save, of course, Financial Literacy Month is in April, and you can automate your savings as you begin your path to savings. Experts suggest saving 15% of your income for retirement. Make the most of 401k contribution matching at your workplace. Gradually increase your contribution each year. Just a little bit helps along the way. And know about your different saving options, individual retirement accounts, IRAs, traditional, Roth, there's some tax implications with all of those. Employer-sponsored plans offer infinite potential for growth, including 401Ks and stock ownerships plans. So 
Take the advice I give uh, young people all the time. The sooner you begin saving, the better. And check it out at Busey.com, Busey Wealth Management. John has waited here. Good morning, John. If you can give me a minute, go ahead. Well, I don't know a lot about the charter school, but the thing about it, in order for a child to learn, there's got to be some kind of discipline at home. I look at this school we got up here on uh, Columbia, and uh, not Columbia, the old Columbia school where a lot of misbehavior kids go up there. Back in the day, you misbehavior, oh, my God, grandma, mama, daddy, whoever, got a piece of your tail. Uh, you didn't behave, you know, misbehave no more. Um, somehow we have to start this. Even in our churches now, there's kids coming to church because they don't have no discipline at home. They think they can do what they do at home at church. It's the Lord's house. Hmm. We have to have that behavior structure in the house before it starts at the school. No, that's right. It has to start early. Hey, John, i got to move. Thank you, sir. Take care. All right. Back with more after this on Penny. All right. A quick text says, I guess uh, good private schools are for the rich only. The idea is to get vouchers that allow at least some low-income kids to receive a far better education than what's available in the public schools. That text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. We can continue talking about this tomorrow, an hour of open line 9 to 10 tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody, on WDWS Champaign-Urbana.